Hey, David, it's our favorite episode of the month. Oh, my gosh. Are we finally getting to interview Justin Timberlake? (laughs) Oh, David, you wish. (laughs) No, it's actually our Mastering the Art of Podcasting member spotlight episode. We love these spotlight episodes. We do love these spotlight episodes. They are my favorite. Let's get into the episode. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. I'm Tiffany Kane, podcast coach and professional development expert. And I am David Seiss, professional dialogue and voiceover editor. Together, we will go on a journey with you to truly master the podcasting mindset. Let's break past mindset beliefs that often create barriers to success. You will learn techniques and insider secrets to raise the power of your content and the quality of your sound. We believe your voice is powerful. Your story needs to be told and there is someone out there who will be inspired because you have the courage to share your insights through your podcast. Now, here's today's episode. So David, while you were out gallivanting around Los Angeles, looking at... Oh, Hollywood. Hollywood. I was in Hollywood with the stars. You were in Hollywood with the stars looking at amazing microphones. Microphone. I was at the Monheim facility. It was beautiful. Hanging out with the one Andrew Monheim. Carry on. Touring the Monheim microphone facility in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yes, Hollywood. I was hanging out (laughs) with Ed Cunard. I'm actually a little bit jealous because I was excited about recording this episode because I love Ed. Yeah. I love Ed too. Ed is amazing. So I got to interview Ed Kennard for our member spotlight this month. Ed is the host of the podcast, The Greatest Song Ever Sung Poorly, which is a podcast about karaoke and living that karaoke lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ed (laughs) is a really fun person to be around and to have in our membership community. He is an expert in sales and networking and brings his expertise and enthusiasm to our community in such a crazy, fun way. I think only Mm -hmm. the way that Ed could. Only the way he could. This turned out to be a really, really fun episode, and it really, really shows and showcases his personality. I'm sorry you couldn't have been here for the interview, David. I'm super disappointed. But I am so happy to listen to it with you, and then we get to talk about it after. So listeners, hang out for us to chat about the episode afterwards. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. As we told you in the introduction, we are here with our favorite episode of the month. It is our member spotlight episode. My cohort, David, is not here. He is out doing some fancy mic stuff. He, he gets to go on a, on a tour of a mic-making facility, so he's geeking out and having a blast. So I get to be here today with our fabulous Mastering the Art of Podcasting member, Ed Kennard. He is the host of the really fun karaoke podcast, The Greatest Song Ever Sung Poorly. And he's a ton of fun. We're so glad to have you here today, Ed. Welcome. Thanks, Tiffany. I'm so honored to be invited. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yay! I love it. Now, we got to to hang out with you at PodFest Expo just a 
few weeks ago now, and that was such a blast to see you in person. And after hanging out with you in person and really learning more about your podcast, we knew we had to have you on as our member spotlight. So we're thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. I'm thrilled. And it was so much fun palling around with you guys down there and seeing you out and about and seeing you on the stage. (laughs) With no voice. (laughs) Squeaking through your presentation. Yeah. (laughs) Squeaking through my presentation. Those of you that don't know the story, I lost my voice at PodFest Expo. I had an allergic reaction to something I ate and lost my voice before we got on the big giant keynote stage. So David talked and I squeaked. It was great. All right, Ed, let's dig in to you as a podcaster. What was your inspiration for starting your podcast? So like so many middle-aged white men, uh, we had a pandemic and we decided to start a podcast. Now, the funny thing with that is it took us a full year to actually start the podcast. The reason we started it is, again, like like you said, it's a karaoke-themed show. My co-host, who is my best friend, and I have been doing karaoke together and separately for 15 years now on a weekly basis. And... Everything that we loved shut down Mm. and we were missing that kind of engagement with karaoke. Mm -hmm. So we decided we should do a podcast and then we did nothing with it for a full (laughs) year until uh, he, uh, so he left the Navy, did his time in the Navy, uh, went back to school and in one of his classes, an assignment was create a podcast. He's like, Hey, let's just do that karaoke podcast and uh, I can get graded on it. And we got an A. Nice. I mean, he got an A. I didn't. I didn't get any credit for it. But you know, uh, A student so Ed, nice job. It was. It was. It was a little push we needed to actually get started and launch. So you're a good student. I I appreciate you know people that are scholarly. So this the scholarly bent on your podcast is is very fantastic. All right, so. <laughs> pandemic hit, couldn't be doing karaoke anymore. You decided to start a podcast about karaoke. This is very interesting because we just interviewed Kayla Littman and she's a journalist that talked about how in the pandemic, big giant companies were starting to go, okay, we can't, you know, people can't travel. People can't go to karaoke. People can't do these things. How do we reach our audience? And so you were one of those people that possibly sponsors would have been interested in because you started that karaoke podcast. That's fascinating. So I'd love to know from you, it took you a little while to get started, and then you started. What were some of those big mindset barriers that you had to overcome to get started? A big portion of it was we knew nothing. Mm. We knew nothing. Uh, We tried different things to make it work. We tried different technologies just when we were in the talking about it stage. And uh, that barrier of not being able to like really find it and gel, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of pushed us back a bit. Again, if he hadn't had a class that said, hey, you have to make a podcast, we probably never would have actually got off the ground. And I'm happy we th- that we did. That was one of the big hurdles. The other one is just, let's face it, most of us do this as a side hobby, a side hustle. Not all of us make it a full-time business. Mm -hmm. So the time commitment, especially when you're two people doing it together and often bringing in a third in in the form of an interview, it does take up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we we did struggle with initially. But now we've got nice systems and protocols in place, and it's a lot easier the longer we go on and do this. Okay, 
I wasn't going to ask you. It wasn't in my list of questions to ask you, but I love getting into the conversation about systems and protocols, especially when it comes to your podcast, because I think they're vital. And when you are busy, they're the only things that kind of keep you on track (laughs) because otherwise everything else becomes so important other than your podcast. So will you dig in a little bit? What were some of those systems and protocols that you've set up that have helped you? Absolutely. So as you know, from when we were talking down in PodFest, I really do keep my professional life and my personal life and my personal life includes my podcast. I keep them separate. Mm. But in my career, which I will just say is 20 years in sales and X number of years in operations, I realized as things started to like bog down on me that the same kind of approaches that I do in my career mm. were approaches I could bring to the podcast. So I like to tell people that my favorite video game is Microsoft Excel. <laughs> so I spreadsheeted everything. There are so many spreadsheets and I just have to sometimes explain to Adam, like, this is what this is and this is why we have it. But, uh, but he goes along with it because he's, he's a good partner and setting stuff like that up, setting up like episode templates. So I didn't have to spend so much time sound engineering, like, oh, this, this piece fits here. This piece fits here. Mm. I was able to cut that down. Uh, one of the tools that I love uh, is an editing program that I use that lets me edit like I would edit a Word document. And I can bulk record and snip things to separate sections. So I have that level of organization there. Mm. So editing no longer feels as much of a chore. So all of those systems that we've put in place have really helped us go on with it. And, and, and on the bus- behind the scenes thing, I, I took over editing about halfway through Turns out that that's the thing I love about yeah. doing it. Like I actually have fun doing it. Uh, so I do spend a lot of time on the podcast outside of my normal work and systematizing it makes it no longer feel like a grind. Mm. Okay. So you have a bunch of spreadsheets. Will you tell us one or two of your favorite video game, <laughs> Microsoft Excel spreadsheets? Right. Uh, so, I mean, Let's not get too nerdy here, but I mean, hey, it's a podcast for podcasters about podcasting. You can get as nerdy as you want. So I aggregate data. Uh, That's what I do. And things that like make me happy with the show is I will set up our info for our guests in such a way that I can see that if we are talking to too many straight middle-aged white guys, if we are talking, because we want karaoke, we want our podcast, we want everything to be inclusive. Yeah. So I don't want to just talk to guys that look like me mm-hmm. and guys that look like Adam. I want to talk to everybody who loves karaoke, has some experience, has some love of it. So that's one of the things we do. We also uh, track uh, one question we ask every guest at the end of an interview is if you could magically ban one karaoke song from every karaoke playlist ever, which would you pick? And I love the fact that I can put that into charts and be like, yes, this is the song. Like for this year, this is the song that has to go away. <laughs> that's a great question. And uh, I mean, Google Forms have been great for it too, because that's what we use for uh, half of our intake process. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to cut down on some research. So, so some people I actually don't have to do that much research on, but some people, I don't know about their karaoke backstory. I don't know about their gig, their career, their products, their, like we'll have anyone on. It doesn't matter if, if you love karaoke, I find a way to make it fit. But it cuts down on me like stalking social media and searching news articles. If you already tell me like some great stories you have in advance, I know how to build an episode around you now. And I also can do a little gatekeeping with it because my secret is my first question is, what are your pronouns? 
Because if you tell me attack helicopter, you're not a fit for my show. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing an inside joke here. <laughs> attack helicopter. Well, I mean, I'm somebody who considers himself queer. I, you know, okay. bisexual, pansexual, whatever. I'm not going to click with somebody who's like, mm, no, no. You know, so I keep that out because I'll just, I'll argue with somebody. I, okay. That's important because when you're yeah. trying to find your people, it's your podcast. You get to have your people on your podcast. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have people that don't fit your lifestyle, your brand, your message, your your message of inclusivity. You don't have to have them on your podcast. So that's brilliant. And then the weird thing is that I've had people ask to be on the podcast. I'm like, oh, great. What's, what's your experience with karaoke? I've never sang it. Okay, so did you do your research? Nope. Do you know what we do? Or do we just have a podcast and you want to be on it? And there are so many out there that do that. And right now I want to do a little aside because it is your podcast and you are allowed to say, no, thank you. You're not a fit because everybody and their brother wants to be a guest on a podcast and they don't always pay attention to what your podcast is about and they're not always there to serve your audience. And you are allowed, like you said, to be the gatekeeper. So I love that. That to me is a really important mindset of taking ownership and having boundaries with your podcast and saying, I'm here to serve my audience. I'm here to have fun. I'm here to be, like you said, inclusive. I'm here to celebrate karaoke. So I get to have boundaries about who's going to be on that show. And it really does help to know who your audience is, at the very least, what audience you're attempting to attract. So when we were at PodFest, I went to the thing on branding. Mm -hmm. And I met so many people because of that panel, because as he was going around, as Larry was going around and being like, okay, so what's, what's your demo? What's your demo? And mine was adults aged 23 to 49 who reside in the continental United States who make karaoke their primary social and creative outlet and go to karaoke bars at least once a week. Boom. And he's it, it just like, that's specific. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's great because then you find your tribe mm -hmm. and they love and adore you and they become super fans. Absolutely. You don't have to serve everybody. I become really close friends with some listeners. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, wow, how did this happen? This is so weird. I would not have met you otherwise. Yeah. And I love that. That's the magic of podcasting, isn't it? Right. Between your guests and your fans, you're like, wow, my world just expanded exponentially. And this is a blast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, as my therapist says, I, I am somebody who craves external validation. It's probably why I've done karaoke every week for 15 years. <laughs> so I'm getting some of that. It's nice. <laughs> Hey, okay. I read a, a study that said podcast listeners have less neuroses than the general population. And I was like, hmm, think about that here because I consider myself having a, a pretty good number of neuroses, you know, like Anxiety Monster and I, like, we we have a standing date, so <laughs> I, I I think I think if you take the divide between podcast listener, which we all obviously are, otherwise we wouldn't have gotten into this. But once you to become a podcaster, no, you're probably a ball, a yeah. ball of neuroses. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> we're okay with our neuroses. And we're like, yeah. hey, come on this journey with me. Whereas I think non-listeners 
are like, I don't want anybody to know I am anxious. I don't want anybody to know I need external validation. I don't want anybody to know where we're like, hey, so like, this is me. And if it's you too, like, come on the journey with me, because this is, (laughs) we're going to go through this together. Exactly. I spent a decade and a half making noises on a microphone in a bar to get people to clap for me. So of course, I'm going to go into podcasting and get (laughs) more people to clap digitally i don't i don't know i don't know how it works <laughs> digital clapping <laughs> okay so i think this leads nicely to the next thing i wanted to talk to you about so you know david and i are really big on personal metrics for success as the way for you to say am i a successful podcast or not we don't downloads are they're so arbitrary and just such a meaningless way to say, am I growing or not? So what are your personal metrics for success around your podcast? So the weird thing is, like I said, in my career, I'm very uh, dollar focused. Mm. I'm very sales focused. For my podcast, my, my main thing is, am I becoming a credible source in this very narrow thing, which for me is mm. karaoke? That's one. Two is engagement. Like, am I making connections with people and are people responding either positively or negatively? Because you can take information from any kind of feedback you get. So that's the second one. And then the third is really just if I can also help other people along, like I will never try to be in your space, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But like if somebody has a question and and I can answer it and help somebody in their journey, like absolutely, I'm going to do that every single time. Yeah. Those are my three. You were the guy at PodFest Expo uh, inviting people to your room to teach them to script. Right. (laughs) A little shady. A little shady. You know. (laughs) Well, they didn't have a a workshop on that specific thing. And I'm like, hey, I know this. Hey, Brian, come on. I'll I'll show you this. It's not weird. I'm not going to. I I probably won't murder you. Come on. Come on. It's fine. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we, we spent some time looking at the script because I, I had an episode to edit also. So I was like, oh, crap, I have a show coming up right after PodFest. I better actually take some time here and uh, do my editing thing. I, 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 all three of your personal metrics for success are really powerful, and I want to dig into each of them. We'll start with this, the helping other people. I think that is one of the magical things about this community that David and I have built is I feel like the people that have been magnetized to this community who have wanted to join this community, they're all people that want to help others. So we have a whole bunch of people in there that are just, if you post a problem, they just, oh, what about this? Want to try that? Want to, why don't you do this? In fact, one of our we have two sessions where one is a collaborative work session and one is a, a Q&A session and everybody's really helpful with each other in those sessions. And so I, I love that that's one of your personal metrics for success because that's definitely one of our values is we want people in the group that want to help each other. We don't want to be the, the only voices in the room. We don't want to be like, oh, they're the experts. They're the only ones that can say anything. It makes our job really hard. <laughs> and we get to learn from people like you, because you all have expertise in areas that we don't. And that's my whole thing with a lot of stuff like that is like, David is clearly somebody who I can ask questions about Mm -hmm. sound editing. Cause I know uh, up until this past year, I knew nothing about it in groups. I've been in like yours. The one thing I can usually always help somebody with is like, well, how do I, how do I get in front of this person? How do I meet this person? How do I, how do I get this interview? I'm like, Oh, well that's just sales and networking. I can help you with that. That 
yeah, I, I know how to do that. You know, I mean, you guys saw me at PodFest. I'm introducing oh, yeah. people who I just met like five minutes ago. Hey, have you met? Because that's what I do in those spaces. Because I don't know how not to. Yeah. We left that like, oh, we're, we, need to, we need to learn from Ed with this whole sales networking <laughs> thing because that's neither of our area of specialty. And so that's, I mean, that, to me, that's, that's the magic of this podcasting is these people that you meet that now get to grow your world. Like, okay, what? I get to learn skills from Ed on networking with people. Here's me, little shy, anxiety person. Like, it's really hard to meet somebody new. And here's Ed. Oh my God, let me introduce you to 15 new people. It's great. <laughs> it's really fun. It's it's a wonderful thing. All right. I would love to dig into your credible source metric for mm-hmm. success. Okay. Where what What do you mean by being a credible source? What does that mean to you? So here's the thing. Like, I'm in a weird, wild, wild west with what I do and what I love, which is karaoke. Mm-hmm. It's not something that is unified everywhere. It's not something that there's a lot of stuff on. I can probably rattle off every book and author that has written a book on karaoke because it's a very narrow field. And for somebody who's like me, who's literally who will get obsessed with something that he loves, I've bought and read them all. Mm. Like down, down to fiction works that karaoke plays a big part in, down to poetry, down to very odd self-published romance novels <laughs> that were actually surprisingly fun. I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. Uh, <laughs> this is saucy. All right. Uh, and there's not a lot of stuff in that space. And I would like to be in that space. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to be the voice of karaoke per se, but I would like to be somebody that like, if you have a question, like, absolutely. I can, I can answer that for you because I can. Mm-hmm. It kind of does make you a little bit of an influencer. Like mm. you have the voice, you have the the knowledge, you have the platform. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a cool thing to be there, Ed. Pretty cool. Yeah, I just don't want to, I don't want to go all in on that. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I just want to be, I, it, it actually kind of goes into the other one about like helping people. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, you want, you want more info? Yeah, I, I got you. I can, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. That's great. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you the secret of how to sing a song at karaoke that you've never actually heard before. Now, do you have a secret for people like me who, when you sing your two-year-old says, shh, mama, no singing, no shh, mama, no sing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, here, here, uh, I will help your audience out in a, in a way. If anybody like really needs this help, uh, the th- the three rules to getting over at karaoke. One, song choice. If you want to give somebody an extra dopamine hit, you pick a song that they know, but they forgot that they know. So they get a dopamine hit when they recognize the song. So for someone in our general age range, uh, the new radicals get what you give. Mm. Everybody forgets that they know that song until they hear it. Mm. Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. It's in that range for those of us who are in our... (laughs) mm, uh, Yeah. I'm 48. That's, you know, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you're in your 40s, if you grew up in the 90s, that's what, that, that, yeah. that, those are the songs you're like, oh, I, I know this song. Two, stage presence. Whether you're good or bad, if you own that stage, you own that crowd. Mm-hmm. And then three, have a good time. Even if you're doing badly, everyone's going to root for you. It doesn't matter. They're either going to clap because you were great or they're going to clap because it's over. <laughs> but you're going to get, the, you're going to get the clapping. <laughs> I would get the clapping because it's over. 
<laughs> but I'm a ham, so I'll ham it up on stage. But yeah, people are gonna be like, I think oh, I think you would be a rock star at karaoke. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you got it. <laughs> I need the words though. I noticed you were singing without words when you were at the the after party at Podfest Expo. That was impressive. That was that was Howl at the Moon, so it wasn't like a traditional karaoke setup, but man, I have never sang to that large or enthusiastic of a crowd, and that is something I am going to carry with me forever. Thank you to the guys at Mopod and at Podmatch for sponsoring that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues, you, that, that's a song that I have done a karaoke. It's a song I will do a karaoke, and it's a song I just know. Like The real impressive trick would have been if I did We Didn't Start the Fire, because that's how I win bar beds. I might not know the notes, but I know all the words, and uh, that carries me through. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. What has been your biggest surprise with podcasting? That it's not as competitive a sphere as I would have expected. Mm -hmm. Like, I fit in very well in competitive spheres. I fit in very well in collaborative spheres. I'm happy that it's more collaborative than competitive. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I will, there, there is one podcast that I will recommend to literally every person just because I think their podcast is that good. And I actually would prefer for them to have 50 times the downloads I have just because I love their podcast mm-hmm. so much, you know, I'm like, yes, no, no, you have to listen to this podcast. What about yours? No, no, no. Listen to this one first. You, listen to mine later. It's fine. You know, like I really believe in what these two are doing. Mm-hmm. Please check them out. Do you want to give them a shout out right now? I'm a sophisticate and so can you. Oh. It's uh, two queer neuroatypical millennials investigating the pop culture canon. And it is so great. I will listen to them even if they're doing something that I have no interest in. Huh. Like, I, like, I, like, I, because they'll, they'll take like two different things. Like, one episode had, I forget what was with it, but like, this one was like, oh, this one has Tom Waits. I have to listen to this because I love Tom oh, Waits. I love Tom Waits. Oh, God. I wish there was more Tom Waits at karaoke. I actually had to buy some Tom Waits tracks so I could do them at karaoke. He's so weird. I love him. Okay, so you have to. Um, we're we're seeing the um, the bottle come over and the top come off. What are what adult libation are you enjoying right now? Uh, Buffalo Trace. <gasps> uh, I I drink whiskey. I'm a whiskey pretty much girl. all Evie. Uh, and this one is very hard to find in Pennsylvania now, so I. Saw a couple bottles and I, I stocked up. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. I'm a whiskey girl. My dog, my dog is named Woodford because of Woodford Reserve. Okay, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I I approve. I approve. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up here. What advice do you have for new podcasters? My main advice that I always try to bring to podcasting spaces is no matter how you are intimidated by what you want to do, there is something in your personal or professional background that you can leverage to make your show. Your show does not have to be about your career Mm -hmm. or your educational background, but there is something you know that you can bring that makes you an expert and makes your voice worth hearing and valid. And doesn't matter what that career is. Like, say you're in healthcare, you're probably empathic. You're probably a good listener. You're probably analytical. These are all things that are great for podcasters. If you are somebody who's in sales, well, then, you know, talking is kind of your shtick. And (laughs) 
you know how to listen, you know how to respond, and you know that a no is not the worst thing because if you get a no, all you are is exactly where you were before you asked the question. Mm. And every single, every single experience you have can somehow be translated to this industry. I, I think this might be some of the best advice we've gotten for new podcasters. Yeah, I really like it. Um, we get a lot of, just do it, just go for it. You can do this, which we fully believe in. Yes, just get started, go for it, do it. But this, this advice of you are an expert somewhere, you have the knowledge, the background, the expertise somewhere, this is great advice because we firmly believe everybody has a story. Everybody has something to share and your voice should be heard. And I think there's so much of the population that has been told for so long that their voices don't matter, that they should be quiet, they should not be heard, sometimes not even be seen. And we want to break those barriers. We are passionate about, we get scholarships every time we teach a course to people that normally wouldn't be able to afford the program and who are a demographic that usually isn't in the podcasting space. Because we're like, no, we want more stories out there. We want more people. We want more variety in this marketplace. So I'm, I'm really resonating with that advice you gave. I really like it. There's a reason, Ed. There's a reason we like you so much. <laughs> It's not just the orange pants. I mean, that helped. The orange pants and the blue <laughs> shoes, that combo right there. I mean, if I hadn't liked you before, that solidified it. I was like, yes, this guy has style. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you should have seen him at PodFest Expo. He had orange pants and these, were they like crocodile or something? They blue were blue, shoes? blue, blue snakeskin shoes. Yeah. Blue, but not just blue, like teal blue, which is my favorite color, blue. And then the blue and the orange, awesome. And I grew up in Florida. So, of course, blue and orange with the gators, you know, that's a, that's a color. So, um, yeah, definitely. Ed, this has been an absolute blast. Will you please tell everybody how they can find you, tell them about your podcast and your socials and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So, again, uh, it's the greatest song ever sung poorly, the podcast that takes karaoke exactly as seriously as, as it should be taken. Uh, <laughs> You can find us at sungpoorly.com. We are at sungpoorly on all socials, but in all fairness, we don't really use social media as much as we probably should. So our Instagram kind of just sits there. Our TikTok gets stuff sometimes. We mostly live on Twitter because Twitter is my favorite social media. Mm. Interesting. Twitter is somewhere I need to get a little bit more active on. That's I haven't quite gotten the joy of the tweets down. For anyone who writes, Twitter is great because it teaches you concision. Mm -hmm. You have a character limit and you have to stay within it. And I'm too verbose. I think that might be why I have problems with Twitter. I'm like, darn it, you're making me have to shorten what I'm saying. I don't like it. And <laughs> this has been so much fun. We love having you in our community. We thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me again. It's a, a great honor, and I genuinely appreciate the invite. Yay. Thank you so much, Ed. Okay, David, was this a fun, fun interview or what? Again, crazy disappointed. 
I was looking forward to this conversation, and I'm sure our listeners can tell why now. After hearing Ed over these last few minutes, I think it was fantastic. You guys sounded like you had a really good time. We did. I just laughed so much, and um, it helped. He made me a little jealous. He was sipping on his whiskey while we were interviewing, and I was like, wait a minute, where's my whiskey? Where's mine, my right? whiskey. <laughs> Hello. They don't call so, me this whiskey for nothing. <laughs> did you have any fun takeaways from this episode? Uh, besides just enjoying every minute of his conversation, uh, I really liked how he used his systems and protocols, mm -hmm. things that he does in his everyday life to help get him a little bit more sorted when it comes to the organization of the podcast and getting things recorded. Mm -hmm. I think that's super important to try and find ways to make the podcast something that you enjoy. And he was able to find certain things that even in the parts where most people find difficulty, there were certain things that he was able to pick out, kind of pick and choose what his end of uh, the bargain was going to be when it came to uh, making the podcast mm -hmm. and learn new things and, and just kind of grow and expand and, and focus on the stuff that he liked. And so the podcast isn't a burden. It's something that he actually enjoys doing, which is super important. I thought it was hilarious when he said his favorite video game is Microsoft Excel. <laughs> cracked me up. He's my really kind of people. I know, right? <laughs> totally cracked me up. You yep. would have had so much fun on this episode with him. I, well, you know how I love talking about personal metrics for success. Oh, and yes. so I really enjoyed his. He had three very strong personal metrics for success. He asked, he am I a credible source on my topic? Can I help others? And are people responding? And I thought those were really, really powerful metrics for success. You know, downloads are fun. Downloads are nice. We all love when our download numbers are going up. That's mm -hmm. really exciting and showing more people are listening. But it's not a true metric of success. And so for him to say, am I a credible source on my topic? Am I truly doing the research? Am I somebody, a go-to source? You know, I thought that was really unique. We haven't really heard that answer before. Right. And I I love that insight onto how he is seeing if he is being successful. It, it was really great. I like how, like you just said, his answers were very unique and very thought out. And it definitely went to show his experience and his professionalism. And like outside of the podcast world, you can tell that he's he's got his stuff down and, and he was able to bring that stuff into his podcast, which is something mm -hmm. that uh, he, he said for his advice for new podcasters. He said, you're an expert somewhere. You have the knowledge and expertise from some part of your life that you can grab and bring into your podcast and help to make that a little bit more successful, a little bit more enjoyable, whatever it is that uh, you can do with that expertise, you can look and there's something out there that you're good at that you can mm -hmm. bring into the podcast. And for him, networking and, and doing that sort of thing, for sure, that goes hand in hand with how he does his podcast and his approach. And it was a really great thing for him to see and realize. And I thought it was very unique and thoughtful. Mm, very unique and thoughtful. I, In fact... I think it's something that he's so inspired by right now, especially after PodFest Expo, that he's even going to submit it to talk at PodFest Expo next time. This topic. Which I am thrilled about. I am too. I and he's going to be using our membership group to 
practice this topic and yeah. work on it and get feedback from our membership community on this topic, which I think is brilliant. I really liked this advice. It was so yeah. unique and yep. so insightful <clears throat> and helpful. It was. My other thing that stood out to me that Ed did was talking about how impressed he is that so many people in podcasting are more collaborative than they mm-hmm. are competitive. Yeah. And this is something that has really appealed to me about so many podcasters. They are, so many are so willing to be helpful. They're so willing to, you know, have you on their podcast and mm-hmm. and promote, you know, like you get to promote yourself on their podcast, yeah. which is so great. So all of these collaborations happen where we're like, cross collaborating and and getting on each other's podcasts and promoting each other and talking each other up and oh you should listen to this podcast you should listen to that podcast that's very much the attitude for most podcasters is that we are collaborators and we're kind of all in this together and so many of us are talking about niche topics or specialized topics that you're not really in competition with anybody anyway because exactly. it's so unique to who you are. Yeah. And I I love that he brought that up because it is it is a special heart space for me with podcasting. I love yeah. that part. Yeah. I it even in our last episode, the one from uh that we just posted with uh where it was Ed was actually one of the the guests on that one as well where we were talking about mm-hmm. Podfest. Debbie Messenger mentioned how she got that exact same feeling as she was walking through the halls and it almost sounded like a Oprah movement where you can be a podcaster and you can be a podcaster mm-hmm. and you can be a podcaster and everybody can be a podcaster. And she definitely had that feeling a hundred percent to her core. You know, it wasn't right. just from one or two people. It was everybody that was mm-hmm. in that event space had that same exact approach. And Ed's just another one of those people that has that same feeling, which is one of my favorite parts about podcasting is it's, just one big happy family. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really is. This was a great episode. I love our member spotlight episodes. Me too. So much. I love getting to spend the time with our members. I love getting to know about them more. I love the enthusiasm and the joy of new podcasters. Hmm. I just, the, I these absolutely are my favorite episodes of the month. So yeah, Mine too. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this fantastic episode today. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what some of your favorite parts of podcasting are. Is it the collaboration? Is it the editing? Is that your favorite part? <laughs> That'd be my favorite part. <laughs> what is what is your favorite part of podcasting? Let us know. DM us. You can find us on Instagram or better yet, come over and join our Facebook community. Hmm. We would absolutely love to have you there. And have fun recording. Have fun recording. Thanks for hanging out with us today. As a special thank you, we invite you to download the free guide in the show notes called The Biggest Mistake Podcasters Make and How to Avoid It. Please take a moment to leave us a review. Well, only if you really like the show. (laughs) (laughs) And come on over and join our free Facebook community. We'd love to have you there. We believe your story is powerful and needs to be heard, and we would love to help you tell it. 
That was for David. I, I clapped. All right, David, you can you can edit that part out. <laughs> He's gonna have so much fun. He's gonna be like, "Dang it, why wasn't I there?" Now I have too much editing to do. What? Why do I have to poke at microphones? Because it's fun. <laughs> it sounds fun, David. I'm actually kind of jealous. I don't know anything about microphones, but that sounds fun, man. <laughs> you know, David does outtakes after everyone. He's probably gonna use these mm-hmm. as outtakes, just so you know. Yeah, I I finish with an outtake every time too, which yes, I, I love that. So fun, I love right? that you guys do it too. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, Okay.